Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Schuler, and welcome to the Fortress of Truth, where we look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein by the grace of God. Jesus said, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank you, Lord. Well, for a little while now, we've been on a series called The Joy of Faith. And we're going to continue looking at that today. The Joy of Faith. You know, joy is a powerful spiritual force. And it's already on the inside of us. Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, among other things, being love, joy, peace, and the list goes on from there. If you're a believer, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord, then you're, you're born again, you're on your way to heaven, and you have the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. What we have to do is sometimes it doesn't always just bubble out on its own. You know, sometimes things happen in life that make you feel not so jolly. <laughs> well, what we have to do in that time is we have to stir that joy up and we have to draw it out from the inside of us. And it's not always easy, but what, like with the scripture that we read at the beginning of every lesson, if we continue in the word of God, if we're persistent and we stay with him and we stay with his word, then we will see mighty results. James 1 says, if we're a doer of the word, we'll be blessed in what we do. So let's look at Psalm 5. That's where we've been starting in this series. Psalm 5, and we'll begin with verse 7. Now the psalmist here is singing a song to the Lord, and it's written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So this is a Holy Spirit-inspired song. And that's what he's writing here. He says, But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. He's talking to the Lord and he says, When I come into your house, I'm going to come in in the multitude of your mercy. We're gonna, we need to be conscious and aware of God's mercy toward us. 1 Corinthians 1 says that God is the Father of mercies, plural. Not just mercy, but mercies. In Lamentations chapter 3, it says that the Lord's mercies are new every morning mercies. You know, God has had mercy on us, and He has showed us mercy upon mercies. And we need to be aware of this and conscious of this. Again, this is something that's easy to let slip. And so we need to stir ourselves up and be aware of this. And He's saying that that's what He's doing. He's saying, I'm coming into your house 
in the multitude of your mercy. I am making myself, reminding myself, making myself aware of your mercy for me, Lord. And I'm thankful for it. And he goes on, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Now, when the, when the word of God talks about the fear of God, that's referring to reverence, honor, respect for the Lord and for his things. He says, in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. I'm going to respect you, Lord. I'm going to honor you. Verse 8, lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. We need to make this our prayer right now. So let's say it out loud. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. Since we're in the new, under the new covenant, we have the Holy Spirit. If we're, again, if we're born again and we've accepted Jesus, then he has sent the Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of God, to live on the inside of us. And Jesus said that he is the Spirit of truth and he will guide us into all truth. He is our guide. We should look to him to direct us and show us which paths to walk down, which steps to take, what decision to make. In every situation, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Trust in the Lord with your heart and don't lean to your understanding. It's good to use your understanding and to gain information and knowledge. That's important. We should do that. The Bible says, don't be unwise. Don't be foolish. And the, the book of Proverbs also says in several places, get wisdom, get knowledge, get understanding. But when it comes to making decisions, we shouldn't rely on what we know. We shouldn't rely on what we understand or what we don't understand. Because the Bible says that we don't know anything yet like we should know it or even like we could know it. Compared to what can be known about anything, we know about half a thimble full. It's a drop in the bucket compared to what God knows about this situation. Do you realize that God knows everything about everything? You know, you might run into some people who think they know everything. Well, God actually does. He knows everything about everything. Every little detail about whatever situation you're facing, God understands it. And he knows 
the best way to handle it. All we have to do is look to Him. All we have to do is acknowledge Him and ask Him for help. Again, going back to Proverbs 3, it says, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. When we are finding ourselves in a situation where we don't know which way to go and we don't know what to do next, let's just stop. Say, whoa, whoa, take a step back. Hold on. And check in with the Lord. Lord, what should I, what would you have me do about this situation? You know, maybe you're experiencing difficulties in a relationship and you, and you, you can't understand why are they acting the way they're acting. I think I'm treating them right. I'm trying to do the right thing here, but they're, they're just not happy. They're not enjoying themselves. Well, first off, don't get mad at them. Stop. Take a step back and say, Lord, you know everything about them. You know what they're going through. And there's so many things I don't know about this situation. So I need wisdom, Lord. Help me. Show me how to handle this situation. What do I need to say? What do I need to do? What do I need to not do? Is there anything that I need to repent for and change? If there is, show me. Oh, friend, these are prayers that the Lord will willingly answer. 1 John 5 says that if we pray according to His will, we can have confidence that He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we know we have what we ask for. Glory to God. You know, God knows everything. Like I said, God knows everything about every situation you're going through. If you're a mechanic and you can't figure out what the problem is with that car or whatever you're working on, instead of just pushing in the flesh, just stop and acknowledge the Lord and say, Lord, I, I've tried everything I know to do on this thing, but it still won't work. So help me. Show me what the problem is. And he will. He's faithful and he says that in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Not he might, not maybe so. He will direct your paths. He will show you the right step to take. He will show you the right things to do. And it will be the exact perfect thing that fits your situation. He knows what to do. He knows exactly what the problem is. And he knows exactly how to fix it. I know I've done that before. Many times. You've heard my story. I grew up on a farm just doing different things. And as I got older, I would do more and more things like working on my tractors and all of that. And I would need tools. And, and I would... What I do is I would le I've learned instead of just hunting around for everything or trying to push in the flesh, if something's not working just right, 
I'll just stop and I'll say, okay, Lord, where is this screwdriver? I know I have one of these. Where is this screwdriver? Show, lead me to it. Now, I don't have like a, I don't fall into a trance and have an open vision and the Lord, you know, magically take me to my screwdriver. But what he'll do is he'll just, he'll just give me an inner witness. Most of the time for me, it's just a sense, like it's over in this building. And it's not like I'm hearing voices. It's just down in my heart, in my spirit. I'll just get that impression. Check this building. And I'll go over there, and there's my screwdriver right there where I thought it was. He'll lead me right to it. The Lord knows what we need, but he needs us to ask him because he's a gentleman. He's not going to just barge into our life and say, okay, knucklehead, you don't know what you're doing here. Let me straighten you out. (laughs) No, he needs us to invite him in. I mean, think about when you got saved. God didn't just barge into your life and say, you know what? You're a sinner. You need my help and you'll thank me later. No, Revelation 3 says that Jesus stands at the door and he's knocking. He's knocking. And he said, if any man open the door, if you open the door. He said, if, because you don't have to open the door. You don't have to invite him into your life. You don't have to let him in. You don't, even have her, you don't ever have to ask him to help you. You can go on about your life doing everything your own way and never get help from him because you didn't ask. Oh, but if we open the door and we invite him in and we acknowledge him in our situation, we say, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I need your grace. I need your wisdom. I don't know everything I need to know. I can't do everything I need to do. So I need you to help me. Hebrews 4 says that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Thank you, Lord. Now in Psalm 5 here, he goes on and he talks about the wicked and how there's no faithfulness in their mouth. Their throat is an open sepulcher. And he's saying, and he talks about how they're going to be destroyed. They're going to fall by their own counsels because they've rebelled against God. Now we don't want to do that. But instead he gets down to verse 11 and he's going to draw a contrast here. He says, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Do you trust the Lord? Then rejoice. (laughs) Amen. Now, rejoicing is a choice. It's a choice to rejoice. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It is a choice. It is a choice. 
He says, let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Like I said at the beginning of the lesson, sometimes situations may be surrounding you, may be pressing on you, and may be trying to keep you down. And you don't feel very happy right now. Well, that's when you have to choose to rejoice. You have to choose to exhibit the joy of the Lord. And if you stir up that joy, you'll get happy. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is just an emotion. It's a feeling. Joy is on the inside of you, and it's a choice to let it out. Well, how do we choose to rejoice? We choose to put our trust in the Lord. Let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. You defend me, Lord, so I'm going to shout for joy in the face of my enemies. Despite whatever situation I'm looking at, I know that you always cause me to triumph in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to praise you in the middle of the battle because I know in Christ I've already won. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it tells the account of King Jehoshaphat. He was king of Judah. And there were three kings that banded together. They formed an alliance and they all decided they were going to attack Jehoshaphat. And so they have all three of their armies banded together. They're marching in on him to destroy his city and take over his kingdom. There's no way in the natural that Jehoshaphat could overcome this. So what does he do? He goes to the Lord. He calls the whole nation together. And he, and he says, we're going to fast and pray. And we're going to hear from God. God's going to give us the answer for this situation. And so they pray. First off, they remember God's faithfulness to them. They remember how faithful he's been to them in the past. They tell, they recount everything that he's done for them. They start back with the Red Sea. You brought us out of the Red Sea. You brought us out of Egypt through the Red Sea into the promised land. And you gave us victory as we took the promised land. So you've been faithful all those times. Now, Lord, we're facing this situation. But we're not looking to that. Our eyes are on you, Lord. That's what, they're, that's what they said. That's what, that was their prayer. Our eyes are on you. We don't know how to handle this, but our eyes are on you. And the Lord gave them a word. The battle's not yours. It's mine. Glory to God. The battle isn't yours. It's his. Let him fight for you. Let him fight your battle for you. Because he always wins. And if you stick with him, you're always going to win. Amen. Glory to God. 
So then the next morning, they, they rose up and they started out. They, the Lord told them where the enemy was. You know, this is way before satellites and radar. The Lord gave them in, inside information. He said, the enemy's over here. You go over this direction and this is where you'll find them. And this is how you set up your attack so that you can get, your, get the best advantage over them. And so they go out there. Now, God didn't tell Jehoshaphat to do this next part. He did this on his own. As they're going out there to, the, to where they're going to meet the enemy, they, Jehoshaphat says, whoa, stop, stop, wait a minute. Now, we know that God's already given us the victory over this situation. He told us the battle is his and he's going to fight for us. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to choose some people to praise God. And I'm sure they were thinking, huh, what, what? Yep, we're going to choose people to praise God. And they're going to be at the front lines. They're going to be in front of the, our army, praising God and singing praise songs and worship songs to Him. Now, I believe they were all trusting God. It's obvious they were. But I, I might have been a little bit nervous myself if, if he had chosen me to be a singer on the front lines that day. Be like, okay, well, here we go. Praise the Lord. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Whoa, watch out for that spear. That the Lord has made. <laughs> no, I'm sure they were all, they were all excited and trusting God. And so that's what they did. They put singers and praisers on the front line, praising God, worshiping God, thanking Him for the victory before, we would say today, before one shot was fired. And the Lord confused the enemy and they turned on each other and destroyed themselves. Jehoshaphat and his army never had to swing one sword they never had to fight one bit in that battle because they trusted God and they believed Him and they let the Lord fight for them. And they were choosing to rejoice in the middle of their situation. And that allowed the Lord to come in and fight for them because they chose to trust Him and they chose to rejoice. Everyone say it out loud. It is a choice to rejoice. Now say it for yourself. I choose to rejoice. I choose to focus on the Lord, to trust Him, and I choose to rejoice no matter what. I choose to rejoice. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, we've also been looking at Psalm 16, and we'll close with that again today. Psalm 16, verse 8 
out of the NIV says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Again, when we choose to put our trust in him, we choose to focus on him, we cannot be defeated. We can't lose for winning. You know, some people sometimes say, well, I can't win for losing. Well, in Christ, if we choose to stay with him and we choose to believe his word and act on it, then we can't lose for winning. Verse 9, therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Glory to God. Glory to God. When we choose to focus on the Lord, we choose to put our trust in Him, then we can rest assured and rest in confident hope. That's what the King James says in verse 9. My body will rest in hope. And that is confident expectation. We're going to confidently expect to see what God promised. And when we put our trust in him, he will not fail us. And then notice what he says. I've set the Lord before me. He's at my right hand. Now under the new covenant, he's not only in front of us and beside us and behind us, he's in us. And then notice verse 9, therefore, which means because I'm focused on the Lord, because he's around me and in me, and I'm trusting him, therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. Little side thought here, if your heart is glad, your tongue's going to rejoice. If you have joy in your heart, if you have gladness in your heart, it's going to come out of your mouth. Proverbs says a glad heart makes a cheerful countenance. In other words, if you're happy on the inside, you're going to have happy showing up on the outside. You know, people, you, sometimes you see people that they're, they're just wearing a frown. It looks like they have lead weights attached to their lips, you know. Just sad, serious, somber all the time. Tell you what, life's hard. Life is hard. Ain't much to be happy about. But I'll tell you one thing. I got the joy of the Lord on the inside of me. <laughs> really? Well, how about you notify your face? Huh? If you've, if you've got the joy of the Lord on the inside of you, it should be coming out. It should be coming out in what you say. It should be coming out in your facial expressions and your body language. Why? It's not a matter of 
putting on a plastic smile and, and forcing yourself, you know, making, make, making something out that's not real. This is real, true joy, and it's coming out from the inside of you, and it's coming through your face, out your mouth. And it's going to be a light in the world. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men. So when we choose to rejoice and we choose to follow him and trust the Lord, then we're going to start seeing that joy coming out in everything that we do. Everywhere we go, every word we speak, joy, joy, joy. Glory to God. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, be sure to follow us so that you never miss an episode of The Fortress of Truth. And be sure and join us again next time as we continue talking about the joy of faith. We're going to get into more of this, and the Lord's going to help us, and we're just going to keep getting fuller and fuller and fuller of joy. Well, we'll see you next time on The Fortress of Truth.